Hello and welcome to Voice of Restoration, a broadcast outreach of the Christian Brethren Church, bringing you Bible-based teachings from author and Bible teacher, Pastor Afolabi Oladeli. Those, if you have been driven by the appeal of financial returns or things to brag about amongst your peers, those very emotions are the things that Paul was speaking to when he was talking to Timothy. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 and verse 17. Just give me those two verses. Mm -hmm. And it is indeed mm. a source of immense profit. Mm. For godliness accompanied with contentment. Yes. That contentment, which is a sense of inward sufficiency, mm. is great and abundant gain. Mm. Verse 17. Yes. As for the rich yeah. in this world, mm. charge them not to be proud and arrogant. Uh. Yes. And contemptuous of others, mm. not to set their hopes on uncertain riches. Which do what? But on God, yes. who richly and ceaselessly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Give me First Corinthians chapter 7, and let's take it from verse 32, I believe. First Corinthians 7, 32. That is the theme of the series about the ungodly, about three, three gods, and also the battle of the mind. But take give me First Corinthians chapter 7. My my yes, my desire my is to have you free from all anxiety and distressing what care. Verse 31. Thank you. And those who deal with this world, overusing the enjoyment of this life, ah. as though they were not absorbed by it, mm. and as if they had no dealings with it. For but the outward from all form of this world, the present world is doing what? Is passing away. And my that scripture said, the time is short. And that's the key. The time is short. The time is short. Those who deal with this world overusing the enjoyments of this world as though they were not absorbed by it, as if, as, as if they had no dealings with it at all. And these things I'm tying together, maybe clumsily at this point, when I speak about your motive, is that you need to be extremely clear why you are doing what you are doing. Matthew 6.21 again speaks to the, in the same manner. For where your treasure is, yes. there will your heart be also. Because the tendency, if, if, if it is in the stock market every day, I tell you, you will sit down before CNN when they are announcing what has happened at Dow Jones. I did it before. So I'm, I know what I'm... I, I, this is open confession now. I, you will sit down and my wife will wonder, what is wrong with this man? Dow went up this way. Nasdaq went up that way. This one went flat that way. You are just giving yourself, you are laughing. <laughs> God wants you to be free from the cares of this world. Am I still in the stock market? Yes, I am in the stock market. Do I watch it every day? <laughs> it's not even whatever would be, be. I am balanced in the spirit of God. Totally balanced. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. My heart used to be in New York. Because that is the center of all the money of this world. My heart is in the Lord now. Amen. Take your deliverance. You young ones who are running the fast trick and so on and so forth. Be careful. 
where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And these are the things that I learned by the grace of God, by force, by fire. Be a steward, number two. I talked about such your motives. Number two, be a steward, not a hoarder. God's economy is mainly composed of flows. I've spoken to that. Not overstuffed white warehouses like the man who broke, said, he built the, 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 the band, the band, built a bigger band. I will start this thing in preparing for my retirement. As if he's in control of his retirement. Just as God is love in motion, love lived, so should it be with money. Why must you be a steward and not a hoarder? A person who hoards has forgotten what the word of God says in Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Um, I think, I hope I'm right. Verse, cast your bread upon the waters, uh-huh. for you will find it after many days. Yes. Give a portion to seven. Yes, even divide it to eight. You will see a combination of two things there. A combination of two things. Verse 1 says what? Cast your bread upon many waters. That's an investment flow. You will read it in other translations, okay? So you know that there is investment in the Bible. But in the same arm, where he's saying, cast your bread upon many waters, he's saying what? Give a patient to how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You are also doing what? You are being rich towards God in giving to the needy that surround you. Are you with me? So if all your life is just about investment and you don't understand that there are people around you who need help, you are doing half of the work. And I tell you, I tell you, as I will show you in the other scripture, the one who sets cycles, that in the day of prosperity, there will be days of prosperity when the market will be booming and there will be plenty of money. And foolish people, because it is the stock market, they will go and borrow money against stocks. They will go into debt and buy and buy and buy and buy. And then God says, okay, cycle of adversity, come. Boom. And then everything that they think they had worth of, it goes down. And those they borrowed money from are calling them. Oh, yeah? Many, you understand me, or okay? guy, you will know that now, now on a job, and I've seen so many, so many, so many, not in my power, not in the power of any man, only God decides when things turn this way and when they turn that way. It puts them one against the other, and that's why you must never be a what a hoarder. Because what you have kept in stock, suddenly you find that it has become what? Worthless. Hello. I'm not teaching, I'm not doing anything spiritual today. This is just carnal preaching. I've said it again. This is a legacy, legacy, legacy ministration today. Because the seasons are here again. Save yourself. Because when this one breaks, it's breaking into the coming of the Lord. Don't be on the wrong side. That's why we are doing this. 
Of course, we need to save for our anticipated needs. For our what? Anticipated needs. Cast your bread upon many waters. I invested much. Things that you'll never hear of, but you hear today. Rose, folks, you remember her, Rose Zafinone. She's an older sister, an older friend and co. You know, that's part of the thing when you get, I mean, I was brilliant. You called us stars in the office then. All the travels you get, the Esther code and so on. The first, when my head correct, when I woke up, the first of this trip that I went, it was in France. It was uh, one of Total's places and co. What I didn't, I went to stay in a second-rate hotel. The money that I had left was what I started trading with in the U.S. stock market through the connections of Rose. The guy is a retired man now. And at the time that I went in, the market blossomed. I can't tell you the kind of multiples. I can't tell you how much worth it was. But those things have come in good stead in the service of God and in taking care of my family. What is your motive for investing? Clear, defining your needs. Because most of you don't understand what it means to define your needs. You just wake up one day, you have 500 naira. You see good coke. Ah! I just saw the advert. One is solo, and the other one is... Today, boy, solo. <clears throat> Are you thirsty for solo? Maybe if you sat down and thought of what are clearly my needs that I need to anticipate and so on and so forth, 500, you would divide it into three. Praise the Lord. Be a steward, not a hoarder. Of course, we need to save for our anticipated needs and to fund activities of our business and livelihood. However, there comes a point where the act of saving becomes hoarding. For the saints, all savings must be done in the spirit of stewardship. And the spirit of stewardship, I've shown you from that scripture in Acts chapter, sorry, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, 1 and 2. Two parallel tracks. Cast your bread upon many waters. Also do what? Give a portion to seven. Why? He said, even to eight, for you know not what evil may come upon the earth. And in giving a portion from for seven, look, listen, I mean, I just find that the word of God is awesome. Truly awesome. When I get to the aspect of retirement, those of you who find it difficult to invest in your children, the real retirement, you may find out that you will have to live with those children at the end of your days. Is it true or not? You may find out that you have to live with them. My dad spent the last seven years of his life in my house. He was a man who was as proud as you can think of. 
And thank God for the woman, for the wife that I had. Me, she, where I go carry my guru in the morning, I will sit with one old man. And she, he found comfort every day of his life. Yes, on the days that I have time, I'll go there and sit down with him. He will tell me stories. He will sing all kinds of songs. I'll tell you. The same story. Then she will tell me how much he used to marry my mother. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I was glad to do it because he invested in me. That's the point I'm making. Don't curse your children. Don't speak evil to them. Pray for them. Invest in them. Because that's your retirement benefit. Please, parents, change your attitude to your children. They are not mistakes upon your life. It may be hard today. Encourage them. Make them to see that yes, every effort you are putting is for a good purpose. Am I boring you? The world promotes the spirit of hoarding and the pursuit of earthly wealth as a measure of success and a bulwark of security to satisfy boasts. Be a flow person, not a hoarder. God's gift to us, whether the gifts of spirit or material resources, are meant for sharing and blessing others through our giving. Number three, trust God and live humbly. And I sent something to you now. At some point in time, I never spent more than a third of my income. But as God, as God en enhanced my capacity to use those words, less than 10% of my income. Today, less than 5% of my income. Because she that same look with you. And this is a tough one, but I, I will say it all the same. I say it all the same. Those few people that I have always spoken to, I said to them, the greatest thing that you can do for yourself to free yourself into being available for God with your resources, build a roof over your head first. The leakage that comes from your pocket to the landlord you block it first and foremost. And it's always available. Whether now, uh, my man with seven hearts, you eat under that roof, or not, whether now, Gary and Epa, nobody's business. And they saw it. They are experiencing it. That the day that you've taken that pressure off yourself, you will just see that what's in your hands just gets multiplied and multiplied and multiplied, particularly if you do it according to God's way. Now, not everybody is given that capacity. But those who have the capacity, that's good counsel. It's heavenly counsel. Praise the Lord. Trust God and live humbly. 
Let the world go by in its frenzied hunt for wealth and prosperity. Investing in stock and bond markets requires discipline and informed knowledge of, this, of cycles and movements that even professional money managers are often dazed and confused. Cycles are divinely instituted, I, sorry, divinely instituted regulators that God put in place. Ecclesiastes 7, 10, and 10 to 12. Markets are either the objects of a crazed lust for wealth or the horrible fear of loss. That scripture in Ecclesiastes 7, please give it to me. Um, and please, every one of the scriptures that I have given you today, just be diligent students of the scriptures. Take different translations, different translations. Then that's the way you will get the full savour of all that is being said here. Yes, please. Don't always be asking, where are the good old days? Uh -huh. Wise folks don't ask questions like that. Wisdom is better when it's paired with money. Oh, wisdom is better when it's paired with money, yes. Especially if you get both while you are still living. Yes. Double protection. Mm -hmm. Wisdom and wealth. Yes. Plus this bonus. Yes. Wisdom energizes its owner. Yes. Take a good look at God's work. Who could simplify and reduce creation curves and angles to a to plain straight line? So you understand that life is what? Now give us an amplified uh, classic. Do not say, where were the old days? Why yes. were the old days better than these? Yes. For it is not wise or because of, because of wisdom that you ask this. Mm -hmm. Wisdom is as good as an inheritance. Yes. Yes. More excellent it is for those the living who see the sun. Mm -hmm. For wisdom is a defense. Yes. Even as money is a defense. Yes. But the excellency of knowledge is that wisdom shields and preserves the life of him who has it? Go on. Consider the work of God, mm. who can make straight what he has made crooked. Go on. In the day of prosperity, be joyful. In the day, there will be the day of what? Prosperity. There will be the day of what? Prosperity. Be joyful in that day. But in the day of what? There will also be the day of what? Adversity. God sets prosperity against adversity. It comes down. That's the way it is in the investment world. If you are students of the scrolls, you've seen the cycles, the 17-year cycle, the 49-year cycle. God speaks also of the jubilee cycles. And so on and so Cycles are ordained by God. I don't determine them. He knows when he's beginning a cycle and when he's ending it. You better be on his side. So that he can protect you with his wisdom, with his understanding, with his knowledge. And you don't, you don't get trapped. Praise the Lord. Go on. In the day of prosperity, be joyful. Yes. Mm. But in the day of adversity, consider mm. that God has made the one side by side with the other. Mm. So that man may not find out anything that shall be after him. So that man will not be able to find out. So you trust God. I've spoken about, first of all, examine your motives. I've talked about be a steward and, a, and not a hoarder. I've spoken about trusting God and living humbly. When, all, when at all possible, it is better to store savings in investments that are not subject to extreme swings of fear and greed. In normal times, 
Such investments will include short-term treasury bonds, treasury bills, as well as investments in solid private businesses or income real estate. I just I've said that very quickly over there. And I will not repeat that. Praise. <laughs> because I'm not giving anybody any recommendation. I'm just pointing you so that you are careful. In the chaotic maelstrom of the great financial meltdown, even these securities and investments, they suffered economic swings and co. When I talk about real estate, just drive through Ikoyi. Drive through Leki. Mansions, edifices, empty. Totally empty. But it is because you don't understand the way real estate is split up. Everybody thought, oh, people will continue to have high taste. Build fabulous mansions. But if you build one bedroom flat, two bedroom flats and co, like that, pew, 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 pew. no recommendations there. So, you <laughs> trust God and live humbly. Number four, <laughs> gain control of your savings. Gain as much control of your savings as possible so that you can know how they are invested. One of the biggest fights that I had was with Barclays Bank. I had a trust with them, a family trust, from which a lot of things are done. Uh, me, self, I'm an investment manager. Why will I give my money to you? And then, before my eyes, kuru kuru, I am seeing the thing. I said, and they say, I can't give them instruction. I say, I will give you instruction. If you say I can't give you instruction, then give me my money back. This was a big fight. Big, big fight. So before you give anything to any so-called investment manager, read between the lines. Read between the lines. Before you tie your hands and your legs and they wipe you out completely. Particularly when it comes to even Christian advisors. Though the investment recommendations of professionals such as pension fund consultants, mutual fund managers may be well-meaning, their recommendations can often be also harmful because they lack knowledge and they also are deceived. A case of the blind leading the blind. And like all of us, they also need to put bread on the table. They will get commission from whatever it is they recommend to you. Sadly, Others who do know better may, be consci may consciously recommend hollow solutions in pursuit of their own narrow self-interest. I had many of my colleagues who retired many years after me. 
And I saw many of them. You know, because they pay them huge gratuity. Huge gratuity. They don't know that there's a calo-calo spirit in the land. They can identify you. Say, this one is just got big money. They will just hover around you. Like moth. They give you hundreds of advice. Or there. And you put your money there. Before one year is over. Everything is gone. I've seen many of them just die under the influence of everything that they had labored for. Because of bad advice, people will come to you with all kind of fancy ideas. There may be a few of you also want to retire now. Hear me. Whatever money that you are paid, first of all, go and lock the thing up. Just lock the thing up. Like, whatever is the interest that you can live with until your eyes are clear, until the Spirit of God tells you this is where you should go, this is where you should go. If you go and listen to all kinds of advice, kalu kalu Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Follow common sense. Pastor, I will give you this so you can, uh, I know I'm, I can't do justice if I hurry through this. Follow common sense. The MMM thing, for example, is a case of no, you just don't have common sense. Uh -uh. Somebody comes to you and says, I will, I will multiply your money in six months. And you didn't ask him, what are you, share off? you didn't ask him, what is it that you are going to do with this money? You too, self, long through day or matter. <laughs> if an investment proposal sounds too good to be true, it probably is. High returns usually require a high level of risk or speculation. Whatever the promised interest rate for a given time frame is substantially higher than a competing investment, beware. There must be a reason. Financial institutions that are offering this kind of interest rate must earn enough money Enough on the money that you have invested with them in order to pay you the promised return. So if somebody is promising you three times money, it must mean that he has made four times so they can keep one for himself. If you see that, ah, uh -uh, except that this man is just a thief, just tell him, thank you very much, go. But if long throat catch you, you will lose everything. Like it happened to those of them in that Kalo Kalo scheme. Understand the risk and its popular perception. I won't explain that. Do your research extensively. Point number six, asking questions for those who know. Point number seven, don't make exceptions because of religious affiliation. Don't say it's because, oh, Pastor Afolabi, eh, I am not God. I may share with you the benefit of my knowledge and so on and so forth. Go to God and ask God to help you. The last of all the things. I'm, I'm, I've just zipped through all of this. Save more. Uh, sorry. I already talked about save more. Hmm. I've talked about getting an ultimate claim upon your income. Then avoid financial assets that can be manipulated. Choose investment that are least subject to manipulation. Um, and seek other types of of savings and income. 
Diversify investments to include stores of value other than in financial securities market. That's sound wisdom that most people, perhaps in this area of the world, they don't see it. Why do your grandparents buy plenty of gold and keep? Did it ever occur to you? Did it ever occur to you? It is a store of value. We may not be able to buy and sell those things easily here. But those who understand, in building ballast stuff, buy things that are value stores. Houses are also value stores. It's not just gold. All right? Um, hmm. The last one that I want to talk about, I said it, invest in your extended family and avoid debt. Invest in your extended family and do what? Avoid debt. So, my son, you are not doing wrong in reaching out to your extended family. An example is what I gave you concerning investing in your children because they may become your only retirement benefit. Um, Jeremiah 15.10. Woe is me, my mother, that you bore me to be a man of strife mm. and a man of contention to the whole earth. Mm. I have neither loaned me, nor have men loaned to me. And I've not, but I've not lent to people, yes. Yet everyone curses me. Everyone curses me. The point that I'm making here, I have never been a lender. I have never been a borrower. Yet people have always found occasion against me. It's the place to be. Because even for the one who is a lender, I think it's Psalm 37. The wicked borrow and pay not again. Yes, but then it says what? The uncompromisingly righteous, they deal kindly with those who borrow and can't pay. Because that is what is in the word of God. That at the end of every seven years, the person who borrows, you let him go. Hello? So that you don't have any bitterness in your heart. The principles of the word of God are sure and they are perfect. Someday that uh, opportunity goes there, I will show you how uh, Leviticus chapter 25, you will see the way in which God set order in the society. That if this world that we are in, why is it that people are in trouble? The banks of this world, they lend you money, you can't pay, they take everything away from you. That's not the way of God. There is a reset button that God pushes every seven years. Say, let the man go free. Let him be able, so that otherwise the poor will just keep getting poorer and poorer and poorer and poorer. Even those seven years, don't fully sort out the problem of indebtedness and the poor. That's why God put the 50-year cycle on it. That at the end of that 50-year cycle, everybody, you go back to your possession. I pray that you would have learned something from this so that you will be a good steward of the resources of the living God and not a hoarder. And you don't fall prey to the evil that is coming upon the nations because the days are coming soon when there will be another major collapse. A major collapse that it will take the hand of God to keep us from falling. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time 
and another episode of Voice of Restoration. If you want further information on today's episode, please call 0803-3628-796 or visit us online at tcbc.org.ng. Thank you.